You guys like room temperature water, guys? Or are you like, I have to have my water like like fresh from the glacier cold? I'm a room temp guy. I never heard of room temp before I moved to California. That's not even a thing in the Midwest. If you drink room temp, people would fucking... Yeah, like, no, same thing. Maybe to the hospital. I had a, my buddy's dad growing up in Boston. Uh, he was a firefighter, and he was the first person I ever met that drank room temp water. Like he would carry around a jug like I do, work out in the yard, have it next to him, be like hot to touch. He'd love it. He said oh, he hated cold water. Oh. I never even heard of it until I moved to California. Oh, that, my God. Room temp water makes you eat slower. Who gives a fuck? I want my water cold. I want my water cold. Like, like just shy of hurting my teeth. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, uh, whatever. No, I was just curious. I was just curious because I just had to sip my water and it's so cold. It's so fucking good. You know what I know what I don't like anymore? Sparkling water. Over it. I've yeah. never liked it. Over I've it. Only never liked. Sp- I'd much rather just have flat, cold ice water than I would ever take not- a Lacroix or any Aha. Uh-huh just makes me feel like thing. bubbly. Like it just makes me feel like I got a burp. I got a fart. I hate it. It's like yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna fucking get wet, go swimming. Drink a beer. <laughs> Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And you're listening to the voice of a man who went 5-0 and on King of the Coast last week and 6-1 and overall, ready to roll that over into week 14. Dangles and Drew Dangles, you've been hot as of late as well. Schaefer the Sharp, listen, you made fun of me for bringing up stats. You made fun of me for bringing up trends in your betting game, but my man, you have fallen from a tree. You are falling apart, and I have to say, before we give out your bets here, before you start going and just know you're 5-15 and 15 when taking home teams, okay? I just want to get that out of the way before you give out your bets. 5-15 and 15 with home teams. Well, if you notice, Tony Squares, I think this fall has come from when you requested us to send our picks in early so you could do all your statistical analysis and put your yes. square bullshit on my picks. So you know what? I'm done. I'm done doing that. I'm no longer <laughs> giving you my picks. I didn't do it today. And watch me. Now I'm going to get hot because my down my downfall started when you requested picks early so you can put all your square nonsense on them, run a bunch of melee statistics. I'm done. It's, so now, fresh slate, we're, we're good to go. It's called go. pre-production, it. Drew. It's called pre-production. You give yeah, me your bets so I can bring either. stats for the audience. Now you're just making my job harder, and you're worsening the show, including not turning your notifications off on your phone. Dangles. Yes. You're doing well, my friend. You're on the hot trend. You've won a couple of bets recently. You were second last week in King of the Coast. How are you feeling heading into this final stretch here? Well, I'm certainly feeling good about teasers. I think I've hit four or five straight teasers in this later later portion of the week. And, you know, maybe that's because we're now kind of getting later on in the season and the market isn't quite as soft uh, as it was early on. And you know more about these teams now and you're kind of maybe getting some more accurate numbers based on some of what you're expecting out of these teams. But I feel good. I feel good. I did some good research today, despite being insanely busy. Uh, I think I pulled together <laughs> some good stuff. So I, I like my bets for this week and uh, I, I don't seem to be the only one who does so uh, i'm excited to share them with y'all your schedule is gonna get so much clearer when you have a child <laughs> and uh 
sleep will be better and your wife will be happy. It's going to be awesome. So soak it all in right now, pal. Dangles, you are six of your last seven teasers to be Ooh. exact because those are the statistics Tony Squares provides. But speaking of schedules clearing up, the leading tackler in the NFL last season, Zach Cunningham, was cut today by the Houston Texans, told not to come back. He's now a free agent passing through the waiver system one year after signing a four-year $58 million extension. And again, I repeat, the leading tackler in the NFL last year. Listen, he's going to pass through waivers. There's a chance a team like the Jets picks him up. So we're not going to talk about what team, what playoff team he could help, which is many. And also his contract in the next four years pays him $14, 15 and $17 million. It's a lot of money to take on. But if he passes through waivers, then he gets to sign a new deal. So we're not going to talk about the salary cap ramifications. Instead, I want to pick your two brains here because I can never understand that I, I I understand that David Culley and the Houston organization didn't want Zach Cunningham in the building anymore. Clearly, he was not following protocol. He was not coming to meetings on time. He was not good in the locker room. I get trying to keep the team together and build something there. But what I don't understand is that these NFL teams forget that this is a business here. And today they let an asset walk away for free. They could have told him to not come back, put him some on non-injury designated lists like teams do with malcontents all the time and kept him for next year because as soon as that trade window opens up, I guarantee you there's a team out there that would give you any type of a pick for a former second round pick entering the 27th year of his life and the fifth year of the league. I'll never understand the stupidity of the Houston Texans as they continue to bungle these choices over and over again. Do you guys have any thoughts on the stupidity of the Houston Texans, the only team right now eliminated from the playoffs this year? Well, you did say, Tony, that, you know, nobody or someone would want to trade for him. And it sounds to me like, at least from what I've read, that that teams or that the Texans did try to trade him in training camp. And then again, before the trade deadline, and they couldn't find anybody who wanted to trade for him. Now, mm. that could be for a lot of different reasons. That could be because other teams knew what kind of a player he was. It could also be because they couldn't come to, you know, terms that both teams agreed upon. But, I, you know, there are enough owners out there. You have to think they probably know what, what this guy is. And if this has been a problem that's been ongoing for some time, yes it's a business and in businesses word gets around Word gets around the league these players know who these guys are so to me it sounds like they had explored that option anyway to try and get rid of him and trade him and maybe get something out of this and and it must have been it for them to take five and a half million in dead money this year and 12.8 next year just to do this I mean, I can I cannot come up with a reason why you would not have exhausted every single other option for somebody who, you, who again, you mentioned a second round pick. Now, this was a guy that this extension was signed by the past general manager in Houston. It wasn't Jack Easterby's signing that he is now cutting, but it is Jack Easterby's decision to cut this man. Drew, you have any thoughts on the terrible Houston Texans? I think it's just a, another reminder, guys, that all these NFL contracts we see in the offseason – they're all just kind of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're just they're just dumb. Four for 50 or whatever. And I know Dangos just gave the, the, the dead cap number. You know, Jared Goff makes $40 million this year and, yeah. and, and two and two in two years. You know, it's all <laughs> it, it, it's all mustard gas. It's all, you know, figments of what does Matthew uh, just, McConaughey just, say in Wolf of it, Wall Street? Yeah, Foo-foo, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a Fugazi. It's a, you know, I mean, that's what it is. So. That's just a reminder, you know, I, I let's preface this by saying during this offseason, when your team makes a big free agent uh, signing, uh, let's just pump the brakes on a salary cap, uh, final figures, uh, average salary. It's just all it's a bunch of nonsense because they don't mean anything. All these contracts essentially 
our year to year basis. Teams are going to do what's best for their clubs. Apparently the Texans thinks uh, the Texans think that this is best for their club. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you on paper, doesn't make a lot of sense, but... No, yeah, and a doctor will have to explain to me the intricacies of Taysom Hill's new deal. But Dangles did say that <laughs> yeah. over $12 million in dead cap next year. That's the same amount of money that a Ryan Kelly or a Corey Lindsley is making right now, or maybe even a Derrick Henry or a Dalvin Cook. That's nothing to sniff at. That money can get you a high-quality player, and now they are paying it for Zach Cunningham not to be in the building. Let's move on to teams that matter, though. And surprisingly, even though we're sick of talking about these two teams that are playing on Thursday, night both of them have a strong chance of making the playoffs with a few wins at the end and it starts on thursday it's time for the thursday night lean it's time to make our first bet of the show dangles what do we have on thursday night well the only team that's been talked about more over the last few days than the minnesota or than the detroit lions is the minnesota vikings who lost to the detroit lions last week for their first win of the season minnesota goes back home now to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are in town at 6-5 and that annoying one tie. Minnesota <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota at 5-7. and seven. Pittsburgh 5-7 and seven against the spread. Minnesota 6-6 six and six against the spread. The line has held pretty steadily at three points uh, in this game throughout the last, uh, at least the last 24 hours that I've been tracking it for the purposes of taking notes for this show. And the total in this game I'm looking at from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, 43.5 points. Uh, I will go first because I am right now the worst gambler on Thursday Night Football on this show. I'm 5-7 and seven on the year. I did win last week with my little Thursday Night Teaser, and I was tempted to do it again, but I didn't go there. Instead, I went back to player prop land. Uh, what pissed me off, however, is right now there are no uh, props available on DraftKings for Alexander Madison, the presuming starting running back for the Minnesota Vikings. There's rumor that Dalvin Cook might be available, but I, everyone knows it's going to be Alexander Madison. And I really wanted to take the over in long rush attempt by Alexander Madison because Minnesota is the fifth best team at explosive runs and Pittsburgh is the 30th worst defense in giving up explosive runs. Those are uh, stats from our friends at Sharp Football Focus. Um, but Alexander Madison uh, props are not out there. I wanted to take it. Instead, I went to the wide receivers. The Minnesota defense is 26 in the league at giving up explosive pass plays. Chase Claypool on the other end. He is a man that all he does is get the ball thrown deep. Granted, half the time it's out of bounds because it's coming from Big Ben, but his number right now on DraftKings is over 23 and a half yards for his longest pass play of the day. He's hit that in eight of 10 games for the Steelers this year, and he's hit it in each of his last four. I'm taking Chase Claypool over 23 and a half yards, long reception of the day shape of the sharp let's go to you you're six and seven on thursday night football yeah so oh, hold on hold on drew forgot to mention uh the stats here you're two and one on the <laughs> pittsburgh steelers and you're two and seven on the minnesota uh -huh. vikings oh good yeah so cool that i get a force play here on a vikings game <laughs> really really enjoy uh really enjoy this week you have to have purple fever but, there was no world where you didn't get right, to have right. that yeah it's kind of like uh man that's it's like finishing your plate uh when you're a kid and you just hate what you're eating but um you know these two teams have something in common uh these two teams, the Lions, uh, have not lost against, which uh, is never great. It's, it's never a rarity. Great. Um, it's never great. And, you know, like the Vikings Ken cost me Griffey money. Griffey Jr. rookie card. Yeah, the, the Vikings cost me money in the last play of the game uh, last week, and I was thrilled to lose that money because I was very, very happy for my Motor City Kitties getting that first win. So 
this shouldn't come as a surprise as you. Uh, I'm playing the Steelers here plus three. I would advocate <laughs> if you want to make real money on this, call your investment banker and go the other side immediately right now. <laughs> um, I, I think you'd probably, you know, buy yourself a nice Christmas present by fading any type of Vikings bet I touch. So for the record, I will take Pittsburgh plus three. Seriously, all this team does, uh, you know, who knows? The the Ravens look so, something looks fundamentally wrong with the Ravens. I'm not taking too much stock in that win last week for the Steelers, but they do have the classic Rob Ross spot. They want to make want to sneak in the playoffs and get beat by 30 like they did last year. So be it. The Vikings, <laughs> no Thielen, presumably no Cook, presumably. Yeah. Um. That Zimmer's Zimmer's on his way out. Who knows what's going to go with Cousins? I I can't can't help but think, man, Matthew Collier. Who we had in the preseason. He, he he had the season pegged for the Vikings. He yeah, really he did. did. So so shout out to him. Um I hate this Vikings team. They suck. <laughs> so give me give me plus three with the Steelers and whoopty freaking do. I'm really confident in it. Dan Campbell about to be the second longest tenured coach in the NFC North. Uh yeah, Dangles. How about that? Dangles, you are seven and five on Thursday night football. You've been doing well in these Thursday night games. What do you have for this one? Well, you know, again, I know the world's laughing at the Vikings. They gave up 20 unanswered points to the Lions on their way to that win on the last play on the pass to Amon uh, Ross St. Brown. But, you know, one thing the Vikings have done very well, or one position, I guess, and surprisingly enough, and I kind of hate to say this because I hate Kirk Cousins, but he's actually been pretty good this year. Statistically, he's thrown 25 touchdowns, three picks, which is the fewest among starting quarterbacks. His touchdown number's tied for fifth. He's completing over 68% of his passes, and he's thrown multiple touchdowns in nine of 12 games this year. I'm going with mm. him to do that again in mm. this game to throw over a, a one and a half touchdown passes at minus 125. I do think this game is going to be close, just like 11 of their 12 games so far that have been decided by a possession or less. That does include an eight point game. Still, I just don't see the Vikings in a situation where they're going to have a negative game script necessarily. Kirk's only attempted fewer than 30 passes once this season, so lots of chances for this. And I mean, you might say now, well, Dangles, Pittsburgh's got one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. Kirk's been blitzed the second most uh, out of any quarterback in the league. Uh, and they sacked Lamar, who's blitzed more than anyone, the only person who's blitzed more than Kirk Cousins, seven times last yeah. week. And Minnesota's yeah. line maybe is a little bit worse than the Ravens' line. So won't we see a repeat of last week then? And I, I just I don't think so. Kirk's a very good passer under pressure, considering he's been pressured on 27% of his dropbacks. They're going to blitz him. They're probably going to hit him, but he is a good passer in that situation. So I'm going with him to throw multiple touchdowns over one and a half at minus 125. Dangles. There you go, buddy. I like that bet. I hate betting on Kirk Cousins cousins but hey too, your, your, but your logic makes sense exactly uh, that's it for the thursday night lean it's time to move to the sunday night lock involving my green bay packers and let me tell you my bet for this game is going to surprise you and that is coming up next west coast gamblers Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. All right, boys, you've either won or lost money betting on Sunday football, but there's that one game left to save you. Usually it's a juicy game, but this one is a rather large deficit on the point spread. Dangles, what do we have for our Sunday night lock? 
It's the oldest rivalry in football. It's Chicago <laughs> versus Green Bay at Old Lambeau. The ghosts of Lombardi and uh, George Hallis are going to be infecting the <laughs> sidelines and the, the aura surrounding the, the stadium before this game as the Bears come to town to take on the Packers. Uh, the Bears come in at 4-8. and eight. Packers leading the NFC North at 9-3. and three. Bears are 4-8 and eight against the spread. Packers 10-2. and two against the spread this year, but this is a big one to cover. 12 and a half points is a, a, a large number. Total here uh, is 43 and a half points. Uh, and uh, Tony, I feel like we got to start with you here. You, 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 how, this is your team. What are we looking at against a Bears team? Now, Justin Fields was is confirmed to be starting this weekend, at least according to Matt Nagy as of Wednesday. So we yep. won't be seeing Andy Dalton. And this line hasn't moved an inch since that news <laughs> broke, which tells you what Vegas thinks and tells you what sharp sharps think about this bears offense. But I'm curious to know what you think, Tony squares. Well, uh, it's obvious that the bookmakers are sick of losing money to the Packers with this spread. <laughs> 12 and a half is a large number for this team. Chicago does have a really good defense, even after all the turmoil that they've had. And obviously Aaron Rodgers came out last time and said, I own you. I've always owned you when he scored the rushing touchdown there. I think Chicago remembers that. And I think they're going to come out with a, a a lot on their mind to tell Aaron. Mm -hmm. The offense, on the other hand, for Chicago, I don't think they're going to be able to score at all. My defense is playing really well. But Fields, in the second half of that first game against us, he escaped the pocket really well and found ways to make plays after everything broke down. And I think, I mean, I, I don't think anything because Matt Nagy's an idiot, but I think that should be in the game plan is to get Justin Fields to move his feet, if, especially if he's fully healthy. I am 5-7 and seven on Sunday Night Football, and even though the Packers are my team, only 4-4 four and four when taking games involving the Packers, 2-3 and three when taking games involving the Bears, hoping to hit a win on this one. I really like this Packers team. I think they're world beaters. In this game, I think I know they're coming off a bye, but that spread's too big for me to take it. I don't trust Chicago. I don't trust that under either, even though I probably should be taking it. Instead, I'm going to look to the Packers team total. That number is 27.5 right now, and I know they scored 30 points both the last times they've played, but they've only hit that over in four of 12 games on the season. Again, Chicago is going to pull out all the stops to try and make this Packers offense sputter, and I think they do just enough to do so, run a... Montgomery's back. They're going to be able to ball control more, hold the ball on offense. I just think the Packers, both teams are going to bleed the clock out. I don't think the Packers do enough to score. I think Aaron makes some mistakes here. I also think they come out like they did in week one against New Orleans and think this is like, ah, we're getting back into the groove. Things are going to be slow to start. Packers team total under 27 and a half is the bet from a Packers owner. Dangles, Sunday Night Lock, what do you got? Tony, I hope your handicap of that game is exactly what plays out. My Sunday Night Lock is the Packers' first quarter under .5 touchdowns, <laughs> so zero touchdowns <laughs> at plus 115. Laugh if you want, but hear me out here, Tony. The Packers have failed to score a first quarter touchdown in eight of their 12 games this year, and in seven of 12 games, they've been shut out completely in the first quarter. Let's compare that to a team that we might think is comparable in terms of, like, record. The Cardinals were just ahead of the currently two-seed Packers in the playoff standings, right? They failed to score a first quarter touchdown only twice. Or the Buccaneers, just below the Packers in the playoff three spot right now, who failed to score a first quarter touchdown in just four of their 12 games. I agree with you about Chicago remembering what Aaron Rodgers said and wanting to come out and play with Fury. I think Khalil Mack is probably going to be eyeing up Aaron Rodgers and squaring him up a few times. Packers ranked 23rd Khalil, in Khalil first. Mack, Khalil Mack is dead. Yeah. From the bench. Is he dead? 
Oh, is he yeah, on the bench? He's right, passed he's, away. He's well, R.I.P. We'll, add, we'll 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 forget about that. Either way, I still think they're going to have a, a point to prove and an axe to grind. Packers are 23rd in first quarter points per game, 2.8, despite being fifth in first quarter time of possession. So I just think this is a slow starting game. I think they will come back and ultimately win this. I didn't. I can't get to the Packers at 12 and a half points. So I'm going with the first quarter under 0.5 touchdowns. So no touchdowns for the Packers in one one quarter or first quarter plus 115. Dangles, you are four and eight on Sunday Night Locks, your worst uh, record in our, all the bets we give out. But you're five and zero, oh, undefeated in games that involve the Green Bay Packers. So we'll see if that happens, Dangles. And again, you're bringing the stats today. I love it. I love how prepared Dangles is today. Shay for the sharp. What do you got, my friend? Before I begin, Shay for the sharp's very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna play to his <laughs> ego here. He's very good. Seven and five mm-hmm. on Sunday Night Locks. Six and three on games involving the Packers. Five and three on games involving the Bears. I'm confused. Both of you guys have kind of said like, "Oh, the Bears are going to remember." Um, you know, the Bears are going to remember what Rogers said to him, and they're going to come out, pull out those stops. Well, like, you know, could Muggsy Bogues beat up <laughs> Shaq? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Like, oh yeah, like real, real. The Bears are going to really come out firing. I mean, this team sucks. They're <laughs> decrepit. They don't have a coach. You're not yeah. wrong. But like, seriously, what are they going to do? Like, like, <laughs> like, you, you, like, you don't think Aaron Rodgers? Like who loves to own the Bears, who traditionally has just torched this rivalry, and coming off a bye again, you, like just we've seen with the Bucks coming off their bye, like and the Patriots coming in their bye this week. This is when football starts post Thanksgiving. Yep. This is yep. kind of when these championship contenders get into rhythm. Like, all right, let's strap it in, boys. Uh, we're playing for January, and I think this is Rogers. Really, uh, you know, Tony Tony calls it the the last dance, but. I see the Packers rolling here. I, I like 12 and a half, but just for the sake of just spiting the square here, because I'm going to try to catch up at them, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers team total over 27 and a half. Okay. The Packers have got to this. The, the, the Packers have got this number the last two games before the bye. The Bears have given up over this number for the last six games. And I really do think Green Bay will be completely motivated. They might they might get back Cardi back. The Bears, I mean, literally have nothing. They have nothing going for them. Um, I think they're making golf reservations. So I don't see this as a competitive game. I'll probably have something on the 12 and a half. But give me the Packers team total 27 and a half. If they want to, they can get this in the first half. Only in the second quarter, Dan, because they won't score in the first quarter, Thank like you, you said. I appreciate, I appreciate yeah. that. Look, so, it, it happens so, more often than not with the Packers. I'm just, I'm going. This is a game of numbers here. I, I, I typically understand like division rivalry, but like this is just not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight, and the and the Bears have the no Packers fight. Win, Unlike my no Lions, doubt. I'm not, I'm fight. not gonna lie. I really like that. I'm so far ahead of the sharp that now he's gonna go mano y mano with me for the rest of the way. I I like having the sharp. Listen, nobody puts baby in a corner. He comes out fighting. I like it, but that's it. Wait, so are you guys on opposite sides of this team total? Do we do we need to do some yes. sort of okay? So I think we need to put something up on this then. Do we not? Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see what the rest oh, of the so show now brings you, out. Now you two are on this on, on the hook for it, and suddenly it's not interesting anymore. Okay, let's I see get what it. the I rest of the show brings out. I got it. It's just funny to make Dangles take his shirt off so you can Dang. call him a. Boy. Anytime. Of with a beard. <laughs> I think this Anytime, more... <laughs> anywhere, Dangs. Whatever he wants to play, I'll think, bet him his life. I think there's more <laughs> bets to be had coming up in King of the Coast, and we'll see steep. where the sharp and the square land after that. Maybe we'll add a little bit extra at the end, but the King of the Coast uh, is coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Gamblers.
Time for King of the Coast. This is the part of the show where each of the hosts here gives out five bets, three sides, a total, and a teaser that you can take on the weekend for week 14 and make some money. We confidence rank these bets. We've been keeping track of this all year long. The first side we give out is one point. Second side is two points. The last side is our backup, the Brinks Truck Special, a full three points. The teaser and the total, two points apiece. 10 points you can get every week, and I say that because yours truly got all 10 of those points last week. I went 5-0, and improved my record to 62 points on the year, and I am calling down to the two fools below because they both have 51 points. That's right. I have a full week lead. I could take the week off. And I'm still going to be in first place. Drew and Dangles both have 51 points. Dangles has a slightly better record on the year, 27-32-1. So he's technically in second place right now. So we're going to start with Schaefer the Sharp this week. We're starting with the man who has all the analytics, who has the professional gambling experience, who takes part in the circuit contest and everything else. He's losing the king of the coast right now, and he's not happy about it. And because he's going to try and go against me with every bet, I'm making him go first right now. Drew... Your one-point well, side fine. for the week, what do you got? Tony, tip of the cap. Tip of the cap. Well done last week, sir. That's that's very impressive. So I will say I lost two games on the last play of the game <laughs> last week, and that's kind of how uh, the last six weeks have been going. Um, but we're going to do some accounting at the end of the year because uh, as it stands right now, some of these future bets uh, oh, yeah. could be potentially plus 40 units for Schaefer the Sharp. 40 units. Oh, yeah. Um, but we'll see. We, we, we got a long way to go. So um, – my one point side. Uh, I like the card this week, guys. And, you know, I was breaking this game down. I'm going to make it kind of simple here. I'm really going to try to play on teams uh, that are going in opposite directions. Um, and I'm going to play the Washington football team mm. at plus four and a half against the Cowboys. I double checked this and I said it last week, and I'm correct. The Washington football team controls their own destiny. They literally got through that horrible start, and they control their own destiny for the a or sorry for the NFC East. And you know the Cowboys, uh, if not for that god awful performance by Taysom Hill, would have had a difficult time beating the Saints last Thursday. Now I know they get some extra rest, and I know the the football team uh, came off a very very tightly contested battle against the Las Vegas Raiders and won. But I'm really starting to buy this Heineke guy short-term for him. Did you see him on the sidelines? He's really fired up. He's engaged. Yeah. Really gives a fuck. Yeah. It's his and team, I, 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 He feels like it's yeah. his team, you know? Well, it's funny. I read I read afterwards, uh, and this is true of a lot of players' contracts, but he is incentivized financially for every game they win. So um, I, I, th- I think he's putting 100 grand uh, in his pocket per win. But, again, two teams going opposite directions. We said this kind of in our, pre, in our preseason show. If the, if the football team gets an opportunity – uh, to, to win that division would be interested. They have everything in front of them. So I just think the line's about a point and a half off. I, I, I make this line Dallas plus three. I get an extra it point and a half. Give me the Washington it was down football there today. team. Earlier this morning, it dropped to about three and a half. So it's, it's the, the money's coming in a little bit on football team. I got it. Let me double check. I have it at four and a half. Four and a half, sure four and a half now. No, no, but I'm, okay. saying, half. I'm saying, okay. it, I'm saying it, it, okay. it is, but earlier it dipped to three and a half. I, it has been at three and a half is what I'm saying. Not that it is three and a half. Thanks That's for the help, point. Dangles. Shay for the Sharp, you're five and fifteen when taking the home team. That's you're three the line and four. Moved the point. 
You had three and four on football team games and one and six on the Dallas Cowboy game. So, so far, so good for Shea for the Sharp. Dangles, what do you got for your one-point side? Well, I'm going to a matchup, and it's kind of a big number. But, I mean, guys, you know, we and we talked about this team earlier. The, the Houston Texans are just shambles <laughs> right now. This whole organization is shambles. They, they talk about a team making golf reservations. I've got yeah. the Seahawks at minus seven and a half at the Texans. This is much more of a fade of Houston than it is a vote of confidence in the Seahawks, who I still think stink and I would fade in just about every every other matchup. Davis Mills comes back after Tyrod got hurt last week. Mills started six games in Tyrod Taylor's absence, lost them all, average margin of defeat 21.3 points, seven touchdowns, eight picks. I will give him this. Five of those six games he started were against teams with a record better than 500 right now, so it, this might very well be the least talented defensive unit that he's faced thus far. Could it give him some room to breathe and work? Theoretically, yes, but I'm not banking on that happening based on what I know about Davis Mills and what I've seen of him. And the Ticks, Texans stink even with Tyrod Taylor. They lost a bunch of games with him. Uh, he did account for a couple touchdowns rushing in that Titans win, but otherwise they lost to like the Jets where Zach Wilson threw for 145 yards and then they got shut out by Indy the week after that. This is an issue far beyond the quarterback position. I don't think they show up for this game their season is over Seahawks have a seven and a half point lead no problem I think they close with that yeah the Texans the Texans uh <laughs> my my one point side I am uh 18 and 11 taking away teams I'm 10 and 4 taking underdogs and I'm 5 and 0 taking the Jacksonville Jaguars and I'm doing it this week I hate this I hate this team I hate the coach I hate the the number it's eight and a half but it's against the Tennessee Titans losers of their last two games nobody is on that team they have so many people on injured reserve they are a competitive team they're eight and four right now they're the two seed in the entire AFC I don't think they're going to lose this game but I think Jacksonville especially with Trevor Lawrence getting behind James Robinson telling the coaching staff that we need James Robinson to play I think the players in that locker room respect that and will side obviously with Trevor Lawrence and the players around him and will come out with a little bit more fervor in this game I just don't think Tennessee should be favored by more than a touchdown against anybody even this awful Jacksonville uh, unit. I'm taking Jacksonville plus eight and a half. It's a plug my nose bet. One point side. I can risk that one point considering again, I have an 11 point lead on the other two. Jacksonville plus eight and a half. Let's move on to the teaser. Schaefer the Sharp, we're going to go to you. And the teaser is you get six to seven points to add to your total. I just took Jacksonville plus eight and a half. You put them in a teaser that's up to plus 14 and a half. The trick is you got to get two of these correct to win your teaser. Schaefer the Sharp, your two-leg teaser. Okay, so I am going to play the Cincinnati Bengals at home up to seven and a half. And I'm going to pair that with, once again, the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) At plus eight and a half. Now, obviously, the Panthers fired Joe Brady. Yep. And, you know, what a clever move. The Panthers uh, break that news at one o'clock on a Sunday during their bye week. Uh, very, <laughs> very interesting there. Um, but, hey, it worked because uh, I think it was swept under the rug. But, you know, I, I, I read somewhere on Twitter like, oh, uh, this interim OC has a great relationship with Matt Rule. And uh, this offense is going to take off. And my initial response is, do they get a new quarterback? Uh, do we not watch Scam Newton play? I'm so confused. I don't like the Panthers at all. No, so sharp not. money's come in. The, the sharp sharp money's come in on the Panthers this week. I'm not really sure why, but I feel comfortable enough with that just decrepit uh, quarterback Scam Newton. The Falcons stay within a possession here. So give me the Bengals plus seven and a half, and the Falcons plus eight and a half. 
Uh, Drew, you got winning records with both the Falcons and Carolina. Four and two Falcons games, five and two Carolina games. I think I have you there. And uh, the Cincinnati game, too, against San Fran. I was a little bit amazed uh, at that line, and we'll, I'll get to that game a little bit later. But, Dangles, let's go to you. You've won six of your last seven teasers. Keep the train nice rolling. Two motherfucking chew let's uh go to the denver broncos i'm teasing them down to two and a half points uh from eight and a half against the uh denver or against the detroit Detroit, lions against the detroit lions and then i've got the bengals at plus seven and a half against the 49ers as well i'm lining up with the sharp there I i won't be surprised if it turns out that this broncos lions game doesn't need to be teased at all but i'm doing it from uh to protect from the uh the patented lions backdooring we know they're capable of doing that and especially coming off of an emotional win last week i think they're going to come into this game looking at it i don't think they will win the game but i think the Lions are going to go into this with the confidence to believe that they that they can, even though they ultimately will not. I want to just get, I like the Broncos to win here. I just want to give them a little more leeway to do that. So I've got them down to two and a half from eight and a half. And then I like the Bengals all year long, even though that they have been streaky. And I think they are sour about the way they lost to the Chargers and they'll bounce back. Plus, they take on, a I think, what a vulnerable favorite here uh, in the 49ers team. The Bengals are at home as well. They're home dogs, respectable at that. I like this teaser leg in a game the Bengals could very well easily win outright. So again, I got the Broncos minus two and a half and the Bengals plus seven and a half. Love it, Dangles. I do love it. Uh, And I actually love the first bet you made on Seattle. In fact, that's the first leg of my teaser. I'm taking it in a seven point teaser though, putting Seattle down to minus one against Houston. I mean, they're going to beat the Houston Texans. I don't know if they cover that spread because Seattle has been up and down as anybody, but they're going to beat the Houston Texans and Davis Mills. And then the second game, I'm interested to see if you guys have this game later on down the line. But the Buffalo Bills were flat out embarrassed against those New England Patriots. You got Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer fighting with reporters. You got uh, Sean McDermott saying, don't give too much credit to Bill Belichick because he's a fucking idiot. But I don't want to play this Buffalo team when their backs are against the wall. This whole entire list that I have, all these bets that I'm taking, have a lot to do with what is the personality coming in on Sunday. And I think Buffalo is going to come out raring the play. Tampa Bay has been beating everybody, but they're not the Tampa Bay of last year. Buffalo is obviously not the Buffalo of last year. But if I put them in a teaser, get them up to plus 10, I think that's a gimme. I'm sorry, it's a six and a half point teaser I'm doing. Buffalo plus 10 against Tampa Bay. I think they keep it close. I also I I also think they're live to win this game and then Seattle down to minus one. That is my two leg teaser for the week. But let's move on to the two point side. It's time to go back to the side. Shay for the sharp. Once again, we are starting with you, my friend. Well, Tony, you kind of uh, you kind of implied going back to the Cincy San Francisco game. And I guess since if I'm going to be on the same side as the square that bets uh, the Jags at eight and a half when he could have got it at 11, that's leading the king of the coast. I'm in good shape. So uh, I like the Bengals at plus one and a half. I agree. I, that line doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think it's, uh, to, to borrow a phrase from Diamond Dave Essler, it's a, uh, a WTF game, uh, wrong team favored. Um, I mean, San Francisco six and six, and you know I don't think people, we saw just a complete collapse uh, last week against the Seahawks, which I do not hold the Seahawks in high regard. I think loss of Diego Samuel really plays dividends yeah. in this team. Yeah, it really. You does. look at the you think of you look at San Francisco's last three road opponents, right? The Jaguars, the Seahawks, and the Bears. Um, this Bengals team fighting for a playoff spot 
after coming off a, a really tough loss where they were down 24 nothing when Tony was you know sending us memes go charges go <laughs> and guess what the Bengals were scored 22 unanswered points on their way to potentially leading if not covering themselves squares has been running hot he gets a little lucky covers good for him but I do think I do think with the Bengals uh, playing the 49ers I think I just really think this team very equally matched. We're getting a point and a half at home. Yeah. Give me the Bengals. Who day? Big Harry Mary. Big Harry Mary 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 Harry Man scan, Mary. Scan hey, that guy. actually works and, for uh, the big Harry Mary yeah. scary man guy. Works for yeah, the holiday. Big Harry season. Mary. <laughs> big Harry Mary man, man's guy. And also, uh, go Bengals in the winners league. When I am tied for the lead. Yeah. That 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 needs nothing to do with this election. But I do like the Bengals plus one and a half, two points. I've, I, uh, the Chargers have been my luck box this year. It wasn't too long ago where That's Austin Eckler was dragged into the end zone to cover a game against Cleveland, much to the shape of the Sharps' demise. Dangles, what do you got for your two-point side, my friend? Well, this division has been more of a Pandora's box, depending on who you're betting on, and it can be kind of dicey at times. But I like this matchup. I like this line. I'm taking the Ravens to cover against the Browns oh. on the road at plus two and Oof. a half. I know, it doesn't sound like you guys like that. Uh, it, of course, we've got Chubb and Hunt healthy for this game. Well, they were for the last game. The Ravens limited the duo to 36 yards on 15 carries. Oh, and the Browns picked off Lamar four times in that game. They still couldn't win. So this defense has shown that it can stop the Browns' run game. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that anytime we get a chance to talk about stuff percentage, we are going to do mm. it. And... The Baltimore Ravens are the very best in the NFL in stuff percentage. 28% mm. of run plays, they tackle at or behind the line of scrimmage. We know D Cleveland is going to need to pace this game with their run game because they don't have a pass game right now. Baker is a shell of who he was. They are injury-ridden at the wide receiver position. Baker's got that shoulder injury going on. I think the Ravens are live to win this game. I think Lamar rebounds here. I know people are down on them right now, but they are still the division uh, I think the, cre the the best team in that division right now on paper, and I like them to win this Sunday. Dangles definitely going Real against quick. the public there. I like it. And, and as you said, that 28% stuff percentage, like Sex Panther, 28% of the time it works every, every time. Every time. Uh, but oh, what, Squares. Yeah, what Real do you got? Quick, who is in charge of the scheduling for the NFL? I know. I'm, I could be available. So let me get this straight. I the could Browns be available. Play so so the Browns the Browns play the Ravens they get a bye and then their next team is the Ravens, the Ravens. Yep. and the and the Washington football team play one division game the first 13 weeks of the season and then play their last 5 games against division opponents yep. not really anything to say just food for thought very very strange scheduling but that's all I got I've been uh uh you know backing patrioting the 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 chance to change the schedule for years now i really want yeah. in that week seven to nine slate i want to have back-to-backs i really do take that week seven to eight and everyone in the nfl plays a back-to-back -back with a division rival hmm. back and forth i think that would be awesome storytelling for the middle of the week october anyway interesting past that interesting. i don't hit that squares. i don't disagree shape of the sharp you bet on the Washington football team plus four and a half with your one point side. I will see that bet and raise you. 
I'm taking the Dallas Ooh. Cowboys minus four and a half Ooh. as my two-point side. Listen, this Washington football team's getting hot. Taylor Heineke's playing great. They've won five straight. Antonio Gibson's running the ball. Yes, they lost Logan Thomas, but that passing game is better. Dallas has finally gotten healthy on all ends of the field, except for Zeke, but they got Tony Paul, and it's pretty much the same thing. I love this Dallas team. I think a lot of points are scored in this game. Washington football team gives up a lot of points on defense, and the Dallas team is third most points scored in the entire NFL. I think Dak, CD, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, everybody's going to score in this game. And I think Washington football has beaten some teams, but I don't think they're going to face the likes of Dallas. I think Dallas knows they win this game. They control the division. They know the football team control their own destiny. I think Mojo, Mike, and co. get it done. Dallas minus four and a half is my two-point side. And may I remind you, may I remind you, give me a second because I lost my place. May I remind you, I am 10-1. and one when taking games involving the Dallas Cowboys and 5-1 and one when taking games involving the Washington football team. Put that together. That's a 15-2 and two record that's saying Dallas minus four and a half. Let's move forward. Squares bet of the day. It's time to take the total, and I am still undecided on what I'm going to do here, so I'm going to kick it over to Schaefer <laughs> the Sharp first. Well, I'm going to go to the Tampa Bay-Buffalo game that you uh, implied, uh, Tony, uh, earlier, sorry, that's not the right word that, that, that you talked about earlier, implying that Buffalo, uh, would be tough to play this week. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but I do think this game script is going to call for a lot of points mm. and Tampa is passing at the highest rate of any team in the NFL. Yep. And they're also playing at the second fastest pace. Now, Buffalo entered last week's game throwing at the third highest rate of the NFL. Obviously, we don't need to rehash what happened on Monday night. We can kind of throw that game away. But I do like Tampa in this game. I'll maybe talk about it a little later. I do think, you know, Tredavious White, their best cornerback, obviously is out for the year. No one would know that by Monday night no. when the when Mac Jones threw three times. So I, I think that's not being baked in this line. I know it's a high number, 53 and a half. Yeah. But I'm going to take the over because I do think their Tommy Brady uh, MVP campaign yep. officially started. Yep. And I do think the Bills can score on that overrated Bucks secondary. So give them the over, 53 and a half. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay has been stopping people from running the ball on them all season long. Buffalo doesn't want to run the ball. They want to pass the ball. So I think you're right on with the number there. Dangles, let's go to you, my friend. What is your total of the week? Well, fellas, help me understand something here. So things aren't going right on your team, and you're like, all right, we need to make some changes. So you decide you're going to fire your offensive coordinator. Mm. And you do it on a Monday. The news breaks on a Monday. The Monday after your bye week is already <laughs> gone. So the players now have less time to get acquainted with the new offensive coaching staff, with the new way they're going to run the offense. I assume they're not going to be running the offense the same way they used to. Otherwise, Joe Brady would still have a job in Charlotte, and he doesn't. So no. they're clearly going to try to make some changes on that offense. I, I, I'm very confused at, 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 at how this is going to, how that, why that happened. And I think this is going to play out on the field. We're going to see even more, uh, just, you know, just the same continued struggles that we have uh, from the Panthers. And the Falcons can't score either. They're awful on offense. They can't generate anything. The only person that is working for them on offense is Cordell Patterson with flashes of Kyle Pitts. Yep. I love the under in this game. It's the epitome of a pick em. The spread is two and a half to the Panthers, which means the book thinks this is a coin toss on a neutral field. You got Carolina 
Carolina's 30th ranked offense against Atlanta's 31st ranked defense. Carolina's defense, the only good thing it has going for it. And they get to play an Atlanta offense that's struggling mightily one and three since that uh, second last second Saints win. They've scored just 41 points over that four game span. Oh. I've got the Falcons Panthers under 42 and a half. Dangles, I love that. The only thing that scares me is I, I do believe that Carolina team is going to pick Matt Ryan off a lot, and the chances are they're going to give Cam Newton a short field to work with. But I, I'm right there with you on the under. I don't see Atlanta plus eight and a half in Drew's teaser. I really like Carolina in that game, but that's not my bet, and that's not my total. Instead, I'm doing a Shafe of the Sharp special. I'm giving you an extra bet because I cannot decide between <laughs> the two. The first one I'm going to give out doesn't count towards my king of the coast, but I can't stop taking it because last week I gave out Miami minus four and a half with a grand scheme. A lot of stats were given out and it all summed up to Mike Glennon. That's the reason I gave Miami and it worked. This week, the New York Giants team total is 16 and a half. And the one name I'm going to give you is Jake Fromm. That is the new starting quarterback of the New York Giants. And the next starting quarterback to be added to the West Coast Gamblers QB rankings, which is as long as it's ever going to be at the end of the at the end of the Super Bowl and Jake Fromm truly has a chance to be the last quarterback on that list their number right now 16 and a half really leaning Giants under in that game against the Chargers not taking it though moving forward to Shea for the Sharps Lions listen the Lions have uh, a bottom four offense in the NFL they also have a really bad defense, but Denver, who has a top three defense, has a bottom 10 offense. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I don't think Detroit's going to be able to get to even double-digit points in this game, and Denver's just going to try and ball control, run the ball a lot, and get to a point. I think you know Detroit's very invigorated after winning their first game, but they kind of blew their load, and I don't think they compete here. The spread was too big for me to trust Denver. I do trust the under here. Detroit and Denver under 42. Two and I am nine and four when taking unders on the year. I'm gonna hit another one here. Detroit and Denver under 42. Let's move on to the Brinks truck bet. Shay for the sharp. You've been doing well with your Brinks truck bet. This is worth three points to the king of the coast total. So that means you need to hit 12 straight or four straight Brinks truck bets to catch up to me and king of the coast. But you're seven and six on the year. What do you got for this one? Good math tone. Um, I am going to. Um, uh, I'm going to take, and again, this is this is why uh, the sharp. It hasn't paid being a sharp this year because I got this line minus three on Monday, and of course, right now it's three and a half. So I have to play three and a half because I'm a man of the people and a man of this <laughs> podcast. But my back of the Brinks truck bet will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three plus the hook here. Um, couple here reasons. This is courtesy of our friend the Hitman spitting some good numbers. Uh, uh, on his Twitter, um, since the buy last year, Tampa Bay, okay, since last year's buy, Tampa Bay at home, 7-1 ATS, 8-0 straight up, and the fewest amount of points they've scored at home is 26. What did I say last week? This team's completely different on the road as as opposed to when they're at home. So obviously you get the Bills coming, uh, coming to Tampa. What did the Bills do last time they were in Florida? Now, I know you can't really, oh, they were in Jacksonville. They've laid an egg in Florida, and – I think there's something weird going on in that locker room, Tony. You, you mentioned McDermott kind of being chippy with the media. Don't give Belichick too much credit. And the, the Poyer, you know, the Poyer high thing was kind of weird. I mean, I, I, I'm i sure it's not fun to be asked about that after, yeah. after a loss, but I don't think that journalist, we can talk to, you know, the five the five tool journalist uh, down below in my in my Zoom screen there, a uh, world-class working journalist. If that was an inappropriate question, I didn't really think it was. They kind of snapped. 
it was just weird. So yeah, very I, weird. I think there's some going on with that. Yeah, I, I think there's some going on with that locker room. I think the Bills um, have kind of like gave the division away. I think right now they're basically know that they're going to be on the road in that playoff game. So you know they, they're going to make the playoffs. They'll get right. But I do like Tampa here at minus three and a half. Back up the brink, truck. We're back on. We're back on <laughs> the right track, baby. So dangles back on the right truck. Dangles before you go. That now makes the third bet of the day. This is why I waited. This is the third bet of the day that me and Schaefer the Sharp are on the opposite on. The first one is the Green Bay team total. I'm on the under 27 and a half. He's on the over 27 and a half. The second bet is Washington football team versus Dallas. He has the football team plus four and a half. I have Dallas minus four and a half. And in this one, he takes Tampa Bay minus three and a half against Buffalo. I put Buffalo in a teaser, but for the sake of the show and for this game, I'm going to take Buffalo plus three and a half as well in this contest test that means there's going to be uh three bets that we're against each other on one of us is going to hit more than the other one in this dangles we're playing now what is the penalty for me and drew in this contest of three well i mean before we do that can i maybe you know consider myself to also be involved in this if i were to (laughs) tell you what my brinks truck bet of the week is because I too have got action on this Bills Bucks tilt as my Brinks truck side and I am with the sharp here at three and a half I too saw uh, this line is as recently as Tuesday at three points the hook seemed to have been added overnight between Tuesday and Wednesday uh, but I've got the Bucks at three and a half here. We talked about on our Thursday show, and you mentioned this, Drew, about you know Trey White being missing. Conditions didn't play out for passing on uh, 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 on Monday against the Patriots, but I think that absence is going to be felt against uh, against this Tom Brady offense that's coming into uh, or that they are going to visit this weekend. Uh, in addition, in addition, they're traveling on a short week down to Tampa. Yep. That doesn't play well for them. And you guys, do you want to guess? What Tom Brady's record all time against the Buffalo oh, Bills God. is. It's great. I love this. 32 and 3. The oh, last God. time that he lost to the Bills, the last time that he lost to the Bills, Barack Obama was still president, and we were worried about an Ebola outbreak in Africa. It was 2014. 2014, the last time that Tom Brady <laughs> lost to the Buffalo Bills. I don't think that changes this week. Uh, and to your point about what the, I did see today, Micah Hyde did go back on on uh, the podium today and kind of apologize. Not really apologize, but kind of explain that it was caught up in the emotion and he really respects yeah. them. And they kind of felt he felt disrespected by that question a little bit. And he didn't think the reporter was trying to do that, but it was just so he kind of gave a and it was a good long, not just like a shrugging it off and whatever, but like like really talking about how he values his relationship with the with the Buffalo media. And I thought that I thought that was a, a really, you know, a big boy thing to do after kind of snapping at that reporter just since you brought it up. Um but, but real quick, real quick, Dangles, was that question out of line? I didn't really understand why he was I, mean, I don't I get I don't being think frustrated. I, I don't think so. I, I think it was. A, I don't think so. I, either I, I, didn't, I, I don't think I don't think so. Is it the question I would have asked? Not necessarily, but yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it was out of line. Um, I mean, and, and again, guys, who have the Bills really played this year? Who have they played? Nobody. Their best exactly. win Nobody. is against Kansas City while KC was skidding, and their only other win against a team with a current record of 500 or better was the football team in week three. Give me the Bucks. Give me Brady. Give me Bruce. Three and a half. All right, Dangle, since uh, you wanted to include yourself in this contest, I'm still going to kick you out because you don't have the three bets that me and Drew have against each other. <laughs> but thank you for participating with Tampa Bay minus three and a half. Drew, I think I figured it out. You just moved into a new house in Michigan. I'm in the middle of moving into a new apartment out here in L.A. Therefore, 
Uh, the loser has to buy the winner something new for the apartment, whether it's like a new ah. utensil set or you need some new sheets for your bed, or maybe not sheets; those are a little expensive. But you get my you get my yeah, what's uh, our, idea we gotta, let's here. Say, it's got to be like a well, let's set a limit then. What is the dollar limit then? What is the unit limit on what you're gonna House, spend? Like a so like a Santa all, like a Secret Santa thing, you know? First of all, how about this? Two, so two out of three obviously wins the bet. Yep. And then if you sweep, if one of us sweeps, I say, you know, we'll. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll put a budget on it, small budget, of course, and it know. increases depending uh, on your win. If you sweep, the, that budget is doubled. I love it. How's we'll that? we'll talk offline about okay. the budget, but we're, we're that's how you know we're in our mid thirties. We are converting a bet not to beer or alcohol that is or the weed, most domestic but wager is, I've ever heard. Yeah. It is something. Uh, you, I'm going to get set. that fucking salad bowl, you <laughs> cocksucker. I am going to win that salad spitter <laughs> if it kills me. Last bet of the day. I'm still here because I won all of my bets last week. I think I've talked about it enough. I am also on the Cincinnati Bengals team. I'm not going to talk too long about it because you guys all brought up great points. I don't understand why San Francisco is favored in this game. Cincinnati at home plus one and a half. The reason why I took the Chargers last week is because the Chargers had people to beat up Eli Apple. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen could not be covered by the Cincinnati cornerbacks, and that was proven true. Even with Justin Herbert getting sacked as much as he did, as much as he did. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have those weapons. Brandon Brandon Ayuk is not a world beater. I believe Eli Apple can hold his own in that game against Brandon Ayuk, and I think Jimmy G is in for a tough stretch. Although George Kittle will be able to patrol the middle of the field, Cincinnati just has too much on offense for San Fran to keep up. Cincinnati plus one and a half is my backup the Brinks Tony truck squares, special. I think I think we might have a West Coast Gamblers first. I think that's the first time you've ever said something positive or nice about Eli Apple. Yeah, my friend. <laughs> and I, I'm confused, by the way. I thought your Bills was the backup. Guy. Did you just... Are you just going oppo to spite me? No, yes. I have the bills in my yes. teaser. That's exactly I have the, what I have he's the bills doing. He has in it in his teaser, but so he's just, going oppo on the side to spite To make the game work, because I, I am a, a friendly, giving host. That's what selfless, I do for this selfless show. Selfless man. That is it for the West Coast Gamblers. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Shay for the Sharp Drew, Shay for Crixton. <laughs> we are the West Coast I'm Gamblers, those tongs, a proud member of the Evergreen fucker. Podcast Network and the only gambling show that I makes you money. Help. And as always... Thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 